What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 44. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside He Only Does Everything, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today. Hmm. Reunited on this show. Did we do volume checks here? We did, yeah. Remember oh, when I don't remember they, saying anything in the microphone. Tim asked you to. I just did I think you said think. something. Though. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I was reading. I'm pretty something. sure you did. Something. He wouldn't have walked <sighs> out of the room. We'll find out. We will. There's volume over there. You see volume, right? There's. Look at you. See the stop, levels? Stop. Stop. Do you see the levels? One, two. Yeah, there's levels. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. Everything's fine. Thank you to Brian Altano for filling in for me last week. Great show. I listened to it. Enjoyed it. You guys have good chemistry. You should work together. Yeah. I work with enough people. Yeah, yeah. you have enough. The the four people in your life that yeah. you work with, that's yeah, enough. No, that's no it was now great to done. have Altano over, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, people seem to really enjoy the show. So of course, fun. as you do. I, he really more filled in for me, actually, and I filled in for you. Good point. Yeah, you really you're think, right. You're right. You had to step up. You really think deeply about it. Right, right, right. Interesting. How did he do his Colin Moriarty? He was fantastic. Okay. How did you do his Greg Miller? Better than even Greg Miller does. Better than Greg Miller, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is interesting. I study sometimes better than It happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's been known to occur once or twice in a mm -hmm. big theatrical production. Lots of times with the backup quarterback comes in, he's better. Such as Jonathan Moxon, of course, in the movie Varsity <laughs> Blues. You got to get a Moxon jersey. Mox is, the, Mox is the fox. We do have to get Moxon jerseys. Once in NCAA football, created that whole thing had like the oh you had team. the team yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're real big dork god you were really living the life back Getting then laid left and yeah, right oh, everybody yeah, no in high school want to come over watch me play with the varsity no doubt team. about it feeling yeah. like feeling a little sweaty right now why sweaty brought Lola out to play sure it's more like a workout for me though because she just doesn't listen yeah, you came in when winded yeah well i'm always winded but she but this was but, like bad winded where you're sucking breath well, like, like you just we, ran. We, we we she just, just you know selectively listens so sometimes yeah. they have to run across the field and get her or like get the ball from her because sure. she like is smelling something or, yeah just chilling. So just being, being her. Keep, she keeps me on my toes. Okay, good. This young woman. Okay. If you didn't know, this is kind of funny.com's PlayStation podcast. It's the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. It posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on kind of funny.com. And of course, podcast services around the globe. So wherever you get it, thank you so much for watching and or listening. Make sure you rate it, share it with your friends. Click the subscribe buttons when applicable. Colin, mm. let's begin the show with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. Time for some news. Let's sing it up. You skipped an entire segment of the show, but that's all right. Let's see. My housekeeping. We usually talk about games we're going to play, what's going on, all these yeah. kinds of things. Well, we were, we were bullshitting about other stuff. Nah. I'm back in the host chair. I can do whatever I want. We're going to Comic-Con. Kindoffunny.com slash SDCC. If Comic-Con hasn't already happened and you're in the San Diego area and want to come party with us. You're going to Comic-Con. Yeah. You're, yeah you, Colin's never going to go in anything. Well. We'll have more on that soon. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Oh, are you eating your... Okay. Well, she's eating, so that's good. Okay. Yeah. Like a gratuitous amount of mouth noises going she's on. She's making a lot of mouth noises. There are seven items on the list. A baker's motherfucking dozen. Last week was slow. This week's slow as well. Yeah. A few big pieces of news, though. Subway writes into kindoffunny.com oh, slash PSQ, just like you can to get your question read and says, hey... Colin and Greg. Mm. For Roper's report, could you guys play I Guarantee slash I Doubt It? I've always found it to be one of my favorite reoccurring segments on Beyond and would like to see it come back for this episode. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Smiley emoticon, Dylan. I don't know that this is the right Roper's report for that. This Sorry, is, this Dylan. Is all, fuck you. No, we won't play the game. It's all guaranteed. I mean, I guarantee that's you. The that's the problem. That's the whole problem with... Uh, here's the thing about you. If there's like 17 items, then that's a different story. But here's the thing about you mm. with PSI Love You XOXO. Mm. You've upped your report game. Uh, the old on beyond with Roper report, which is something completely different. 
you did you had a lot you packed a lot of fat on there just because i think you wanted to talk more i think you wanted to be away from your desk as long as you could here you've, you've sure. trimmed it here you've mastered the it. show is you, a little shorter ironically as well i know how do we fill like an hour and a half of the show like every week right now this is what we're doing this is how we do it. We just talk about this. You, I think for some pretty, reason, talked about Lola and I've, playing with her. I've tightened it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. For the second year in a row, Sony's decided not to have a PlayStation press conference at Gamescom. Word comes by way of Video Gamer, which translated a report from the French website, Je Video. Je Video. Noting that, quote, there will be no PlayStation conference at Gamescom, end quote. Interestingly, Microsoft has also opted out of having a Gamescom press conference this year, leaving the massive game show in Germany with no first party conference presence, though both companies will be there on the show floor. It's likely that Sony will have three more press conferences this year at Tokyo Game Show in September, at Paris Games Week in October, and at PSX in December. Though Sony's Paris Games Week presence has yet to be confirmed, and I think if one of them gets cut out, it's that one. Yeah, probably. Um, so that's number one. Sandy Shrew writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can to get your questions read, and says, hey, Greg and Colin. With Sony skipping Gamescom this year, do you think that they've officially dwindled their press conferences to just three shows a year? E3, Paris Games Week, and PSX. Is this an end to the way game shows have previously been held? Personally, I think that's great. I think it's great that there will be fewer, but more meaningful shows throughout the year. However, as a fan, it sucks that might not there might not be as many shows around by the time I'm able to afford to attend them. Just wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on the matter. XOXO, Dimitrik from KC. What is that printout you have there with all the things on it? Well, I have tons of stuff for you today. I have so much stuff for you today. Oh, Jesus. I came packing a show. Oh, Why didn't we bullshit around in the front? Because we don't have time. Oh. There's so much meat on the bones. There's so much here. Look at, listen, if you're in your car, that's grade A PlayStation news and shit. I'm going to be it shoving is, in your ears is, for the next fucking Shut few seconds, you asshole. Oh. Fucking pull over right now and apologize. Call your mother and apologize for doubting me. All right, well. Uh, I think I do think they're dwindling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, Paris Games Week will be the interesting one if they actually have a presence there. Yeah, I think they're dwindling it down to three, but I think they're going to dwindle it down. You're forgetting Tokyo. They're definitely going to do one there. Yeah. Uh, so I would say E3 Tokyo Game Show and then PSX. I think if they can do it, those three, as you said in the past, the PSX press conference last year was bad. Uh, there was no first party pop there at all. Uh, not very exciting. I mean, there was some exciting, you know, Kuni 2 and some stuff. Like I feel like that. when but we like, say I bad, it, I, I mean, I, maybe I'm speaking for you. I think it was more like it was. It, if we're talking about like on an IGN scale or whatever, I don't think it was down in the fours. No, I think it's down in like the six. It's in that middling area where you're like, yeah, there were some things I really liked, and it was stuff fine I didn't for about. third party or for second party exclusives, but it was sure. a disaster for and first we're party. Ending with Paragon, yeah, it's just like that was like the worst ending ever. No offense to Paragon, I don't know anything about it, but it's, uh, it's a great restaurant in San Francisco. It is. Well, it wasn't a great. I mean, <laughs> Paragon wasn't a great restaurant. I don't know. I don't that know steak fries lunch plate was amazing. They changed the menu pretty drastically. I know, and right that's good. And the mushroom cigars. But uh, I just never was a huge fan Beer of your selection. Um, so I think that they're dwindling. I think that's smart. I think this will make P- I hope they skip Paris Games Week as well. I think that'd be awesome. And then PSX would be a really huge conference. And I think that'd be really fun. Right. Um, for everyone that's going to go. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see what how, how that goes. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. That I, I think it's a good move to do it. I think they were spread too thin and I think it'll keep them focused. It'll make. Yeah. PS- it'll make all the conferences better because now they'll all have time to breathe and something to do and something to talk about we say now before we get to psx and hit that conference number two number two if you're getting playstation vr but have no intention of getting or using playstation move controllers you may run into trouble sony has released a statement to eurogamer that a select few psvr games will require the motion controllers quote 
Nearly all PlayStation VR titles will support DualShock 4 controllers, and several games will deliver an enhanced experience that further immerses gamers with the use of peripherals, such as Move or the recently announced AIM controller. There will be a limited number of titles that require Move controllers, end quote. That's according to Sony. B-dubs 2119 writes in about PlayStation VR, Colin. But before I read his question... Does it do anything for you? This is this is what I expected, right? Exactly what we expected. I never thought about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be sunken and hidden costs. Yeah, with, of course. And this isn't the one of them. I got my two move wands still in the packaging. I still have there. to order them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have. We have that moves around here somewhere. We didn't. No, remember? Because IGN, we got we had the office ones. Oh. And then we when we first played the games for review, we're like, oh, this is bad. We'll never want this. All right. If well, we sports had, champions was okay. But again, that was like, yeah, we reviewed it and we were done right, with right, it. Right. You weren't going to be playing that left and right. Sure. You're not. You're not archery in the bed all day no, long. No. 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 no definitely no. not. B-dubs2119 mm. says, Hey, Colin and Greg. Yes. As I write this, I just finished doing a demo of PSVR at Best Buy, and I gotta say, wow, I'm much more impressed than I expected to be. I personally played E-Valkyrie and could see myself investing in VR down the road when they develop more games than experiences. Although things like Batman have me very interested. My question lies more around the only real issue I had with it. I personally have a lot of anxiety in the fact that I couldn't really know that there were people around me and... That number grew as I played. I've heard similar types of stories from others and could imagine this being an issue in the future. Have you guys heard or could you imagine any way in which Sony develops some sort of way within the system that it could sense people in your vicinity? I could imagine this being an even greater need with games like Resident Evil that inherently already have a jump factor to them. Thanks for the years of entertainment. Keep up the good work, Brian. No, I think no that would remove the immersion and, and, and ruin it. And that's the entire idea of the VR headset. I think you have to have some self-awareness that you're in virtual reality when you go in. And I think the longer we play, the more we're going to be able to train ourselves to know that we're not that's there the answer. anymore. That's the big answer right now is the fact that we just yeah, don't you know, know any better. Right now. Get, Our brains don't know. When we get this, and like it's what I always talk about with having to learn how to play again and learn how to aim again. And you play rigs and it feels so foreign and weird control thing. It's because we've never done this before. It's going to be super awkward and weird for a while. And you're going to kick your dog and you're figure, you have to relearn the rules of how to engage with games. But once you do, I think it'll be fun. Why does it feel foreign? Because it's Japanese. No, no. You're such a fucking race. It's because you're in a different place. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're in a different I place. See. You're I in see. a foreign land. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, she just collapsed on the ground. That's what she does. Um, yeah, I really just think it's a way... Our brain just doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. It, it, I think once you train yourself, as we were saying, I think you're going to be fine. I think you're going to know... Like, I think the jump scare is going to be really severe in the beginning, but I don't think it's going to always be that way. Yeah. If you just tell yourself that it's not real. It's the same way with, I think you're in, you're in the same way your significant others, your family, whoever is going to have to get used to that too. Because it is going to be a thing of how do you interrupt a gameplay session, especially if it is Resident Evil, if it is whatever, how do you go over there and touch them without getting punched in the face or having them freak out or shit their pants? Sure, sure. Number three. We finally have a release date for Batman, the Telltale series first episode. It will launch digitally sometime in August with a physical version following on September 13th in the US with a September 16th physical release date in Europe. The physical version will include the first episode as well as a season pass that will grant access to the rest of the first season's episodes as they launch throughout the rest of 2016. Now, the way I was reading was that it's actually a disc that gives you the season pass, but I don't know. So, so I, I think they've done it in the past, but I don't know. Minecraft. They, yeah. did, they okay. did this with Minecraft. So, that was the thing when they first did it. Kind of dumb, actually. But well, it's a way to get the game to people who don't. All these people who don't hate don't use digital games. Sure, 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 are, sure. I know that you and I think they're backwards people. They are. They probably are. They're they swamp be, people. Should be thrown in prison. Exactly. But you figure if you're <laughs> if you're somebody who only buys your games, is a way to get it. Out. I want to be categorical about Here that. Here we go. If you're against buying games digitally, we should throw you in prison and and just toss the key away forever no due process Uh no trial by jury you're just gonna sit in prison yeah forever 100 percent. 
you don't you don't deserve rights if you don't like digital games. Uh, real quick, before we thirty minutes ago, uh, as of us recording this, Telltale tweeted out: Batman: The Telltale Series World World Premiere trailer arrives Tuesday, July nineteenth, for San Diego Comic Con. Please stand by. Uh, if you also have been keeping up, I keep telling you to go to kindoffunny.com slash sdcc to come see us do panels and come to the Plight Provisions meetup. I'm also hosting the live play of Batman uh, episode one Saturday night at Comic-Con where I'll be playing it and everybody shouts and I choose what I want to do and we all do it as a big group. Now, I tell you these two facts not to say I have inside information or anything, but to tell you historically when Telltale releases a trailer and then is about to let people play it and see the game, that game seems like it's done and is imminent, I would say. You know what I mean? I know we say August, but I don't think it's going to be much longer at all. Cool. Number four. It appears that for the first time ever, the original Dead Rising is coming to a PlayStation console, specifically to PS4. Word comes by way of a complete trophy list for the game that has been published to the PlayStation Network, yeah. indicating that the port isn't only very real, but likely to be released imminently. Yeah. The original Dead Rising came exclusively to Xbox 360 in August of 2006. Now, I want to be clear about this. This hasn't been confirmed yet, but some people are being like, could come, could come. The trophies are on PSN. The game's real. They don't just put trophies on the fucking PSN for no reason. The yeah. game's probably through certain. It's probably done. So um, expect it soon expect it i mean it's possible that it doesn't come out anytime soon things have popped specifically early gay vita games yeah but uh i would say probably within the next couple weeks gotcha that's exciting unexpected i hope it's somehow it's, it's some not kind gonna of a, hold up i wouldn't get too excited i but i mean i'm even not, dead rising 2 wasn't very good well dead rising 1 was better than dead rising 2 that's true yeah that, that, that checks out uh but i hope i hope they time the announcement and the release with some kind of news about dead rising 4 that'd be nice because yeah. that's still it's still that unconfirmed, right? It's Xbox exclusive yeah. for at least a little bit, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's apparently more, totally I, w- I went back and forth at E3 and I just stopped caring. To yeah, honest. exactly. Number five counted as ver- a very much a rumor for the time being, but it appears that the PlayStation 4 duration of Rise of the Tomb Raider, which came to Xbox One and Xbox 360 in 2015 and PC earlier this year, may just have a release date. Colin, lean back. I have breaking news for you. I have confirmed through the one and only Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb, all the Lara Croft PS4 details that is embargoed as we record, but it'll be up at 6 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow. Mm. So rather than make us look like a bunch of horses ass, mm. Andy helped us out. Mm. So help him out. Go to IGN. They've got gameplay from the co-op mode. They've got a ga- graphics comparison and a conversation with Marty. Here's the press release. Are you ready? Rise of the Tomb Raider 20 year celebration launches on October 11th. Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix continue to celebrate 20 years of Lara Croft, the gaming's most iconic heroine, and with fans around the world by announcing that today, Rise of the Tomb Raider 20 year celebration will launch on PlayStation 4 October 11th, 2016. Rise of the Tomb Raider 20 year celebration will include the award winning Rise of the Tomb Raider game, a completely new story chapter entitled Blood Ties, new co op endurance gameplay, PlayStation VR support for Blood Ties, all of the previously released DLC, more. More outfits, weapons, and expedition cards. Limited edition of the game will also feature a limited edition art book. Thanks for beta testing it, Xbox One fans. With the exception of VR, all of this will come to the new content. Rise of the Tomb Raider will also be available for Xbox and PC players. Current season pass, people can get it. Dot, dot, dot. Let's only talk about this. There is no season pass for PlayStation 4, of course, because this is all included at the release. Blood Ties is a new premium DLC. It beckons players to explore Croft Manor in a new story mode. Beckonism. Then defended against a zombie invasion in Lara's nightmare. When Lara's uncle can contest the ownership of the man- mansion or manor, I should say, Lara must explore the ex- estate to find proof that she is the rightful heir or lose her birthright and her family secrets for good. Uh, players can then test their zombie killing skills in the replayable 
Lara's Nightmare Mode, a haunted Croft Manor where players have new challenges and must rid the manor of an evil presence. Here's where we go, though. Additionally, support for PlayStation VR empowers players to unlock the mysteries of Croft Manor in first person. Interesting. I like that. Give me something else to do with this PlayStation VR. Sure. Uh, and then it goes on. Uh, in addition, first time in a Tomb Raider game, a new online co-op expansion to endurance mode. Let's fans raid tombs in a brutal wilderness together. Two players must team up to survive the harsh elements by day, as well as the lethal threats from the enemies by night. Fire takes fuel, food restores health, and every resource must be hunted, collected, or crafted. Battle to the top of leaderboards to try to beat the longest survival run sounds a lot like don't starve which is an interesting mm-hmm. move co-op though interesting online interesting don't starve together so there I'm you go that is the official word on tomb raider 20 cool. year celebration it's exciting thank you andy goldfarb october 11th the rumors for what it's worth also said october 11th no i know that's why now we got a confirmation whatever number six whatever star wars battlefront will have an expansion dedicated entirely around the upcoming standalone star wars film rogue one it'll be called rogue one scarif and it is set to come out this holiday season Scarif is a tropical planet most famously seen on the new Rogue One poster. Oh. Jin Erso and director Orson Krennic will both be uh, will both be playable in the expansion. Additionally, the Death Star DLC, which will be available sooner than the Rogue One centric DLC, will include Chewbacca and Bosk as playable characters. Bosk, of course, the reptilian bounty hunter. And Chewbacca, a tall, hairy uh, thing. Ewok. Yeah, yeah he's Ewok. Ewok. He is an yeah, Ewok. He's definitely, one of, definitely an Ewok. He was the standout of the Ewok mm-hmm. class. Much bigger than the rest of the Ewoks, I know, which is well, curious. And that was the thing. That made him an outcast. That made him unattractive He was the Will the Chamberlain he, exactly. of the uh, Ewoks. It's like that Twilight Zone with, you know, the ugly people that are the pretty girl and the surgery and all that jazz. You remember this episode? Great episode. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing here where you would think all this height and his how you know how great he is with the crossbow and so technology and stuff would make him super attractive to his counterparts but because the ewoks are small indigenous <laughs> teddy bears right they did not like him yeah no they didn't they didn't care for him very right, much right number seven wrap up neo geo game garu mark of the wolves is coming to ps4 and vita sometime in the future co-op cooking game overcooked comes to ps4 on august the 3rd Adventure game along with you, which looks really cool, comes to PS4 and Vita on August 23rd. Side-scrolling action game Headlander comes to PS4 on oh. July 26th. Let's play up. No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, no. Is there, did we, we did a Let's Play. Did we put it up? No, I'm going to check into that. I think over on KindOfFunny.com, there's a Let's Play for Headlander because it's over at Double Fine. Let's look into it. Everybody. God Simulator Roos comes to PS4 in the third quarter of 2016. Action MMO Trove comes to PS4 later in 2016. And finally, Grow Home Sequel Grow Up will launch on August 16th and that is it for roper's report 20 there, minutes in we're in that's it there is indeed headlander let's play over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games i will annotate it at the end of the episode that's fantastic. so you can all see that because we liked fantastic. it it's a fun little game Had, you you were there right no, no? sure wasn't sure okay, wasn't. i can remember but uh that, it's, it's a game that strikes me you'd enjoy well i'll check it out yeah mm-hmm. Colin, that's it for the news yeah i'm super stoked for overcooked are you? It's not out yet. No, it sounds cool from what the little description you just read there. It sounds interesting. I don't know much about it. Okay. I'll look into it for sure. But sure. you know that I love cooking. What I'm going to tell you, that. though, is that I also love new games. So if I wanted to know what came to the digital stores and the mom and grop shops, where would I go? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, sometimes PSP software by the kind of funny co-founders. <laughs> Brett Boo wrote into kind of funny. <laughs> dot com slash PS episode today. It's a good episode. I like yeah, it. I'm, right. I'm on. I'll tell okay. you what I am on right now. People have been bopping around on their unicycles. Listen to this episode and they're like, Greg's having a good show. I've, I'm feeling it. Colin. No. Well, Colin's. I mean, yeah. 
Brad Boo wrote in. I'm, I'm reading this ahead of time, so you'll be prepped for the end. Okay? Okay. Stick with me. Hey, can you guys bring back the pick of the week segment? This is something you used to do on Beyond with Clements when he was still on the show. After you read off new releases of the week, you would all go through and pick the guest, best game you'd purchase if you only had one to pick. I always enjoyed it as it gave me some guidance on how to spend my limited funds each week. Thanks. Brad Boo, we will do that for you. Sure, why not? That's a good idea. All right, here we go. 10 second, uh, 10 second, 10 second Ninja X comes to PS4 and Vita digital cross by says 10 second Ninja X is a hardcore side scroller. You're a ninja. There are robots. You've got 10 seconds to destroy them all. Get three star ratings, climb leaderboards, discover secrets and stop Captain Greatbeard. I have it on PS4. I got a code. I emailed them back and I'm like, can I have it on Vita? And they were like, it's cross by that code sure wasn't cross by just letting you know some people. Yeah, the, the codes don't work that way. Who who's putting it out? I'd like to play that game. It's on the game. It's on the game. It's on the game. Who gave good. me that code? Let me look for you. Who gave it to me? Who? Who? Who are you? Whom? Brian Lee gave it to me. Brian Lee over at One PR. I could be just doing it wrong, but you know when you put a code in a Vita yeah. and then it just pops you right back to the to the store because mm-hmm. you can put PS4 codes in. That's exactly what happened with this, and then I couldn't find it in there. Then I went it to PS4, and then I. Unless it's like shoved somewhere in the middle or on the bottom of a fucking 5,000 game list. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Cast of the Seven Godsends Redux. Nope, I don't like that name at comes all. Comes to PS4 Digital. Cast of the Seven Godsends Redux harkens back to the days when classic 2D run-and-gun shooters ruled the arcades. Four levels of difficulty, six worlds to conquer, 12 mid and end level bosses, seven godlike armor sets, five basic weapons, and 35 magic combat spells. I mean... They got stuff. They have numbers they have and all, things yeah, in that I game. Mean, I so can that's, respect, that's definitely I what you it. want. I am Setsuna comes to PS4 digital. I am Setsuna introduces the authentic JRPG style of yesteryear to PS4. Journey with Setsuna as she prepares to make the ultimate sacrifice and save the people of her land. A powerful nostalgic experience blending a classic style of storytelling and gameplay. Chaz 21320054 says, Jesus. Hey Colin and Greg. So, I am Setsuda releases today, the day the show posts. Did you guys get a chance to play it yet? And how is it? I'm looking forward to this game, but the last game I was looking forward to, Star Ocean, wasn't very good. Am I going to be timmed again with this game? Colin. Yes. You've been playing I am Setsuna. Give me the Colin Moriarty review discussion. Uh, um I am Setsuna, so I was talking to Alexa Ray Korea about this over at GameSpot, fellow JRPG nerd. An important name that may or may not come up later in the show. Um, and she put it perfectly. So I don't want to steal credit for this because I think she just put it just in an excellent way. She's like, this is comfort food. And I was like, yes. Like when I talked about Song of the Deep. Exactly. And uh, but I think even more way more comfort food than Song of the Deep is for the Metroidvania genre. Sure. So I am Setsuna is good. It's not great. Um, I, I would say it's no less than good. Um. It was made by a, a new studio that Square Enix has basically seeded called uh, Tokyo RPG Factory. And their entire charge apparently is to make games like this. So to, like basically make they just make old style role playing games. And this game is old as old can be. It's yeah. it's um, plays I th- and looks, I think. Mo- like, so it plays most akin to like an SNES role playing game like Chrono Trigger, very inspired by Chrono Trigger story uh, inspired by Final Fantasy 10, I would say. And then kind of looks and stylistic, stylistically and plays a little bit like a PS1 JRPG. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's kind of a loose description of it. Sure. Um, I'm maybe 15 hours in. The game doesn't seem to be very long. Mm-hmm. It was made in about a year and a half, which is pretty surprising. Um, according to Wikipedia, it was pitched uh, in the fall of 2014 and then like started at that point, came out in um, 
January, February, February 2016. So short incubation period for the game. Um, not unlike games were made back in the day, though. So uh, it's stylish. It's emotional. Um, I think the word is Setsudsana or something like that in Japanese means sorrow. So the game is about the games. A lot of one of the game's themes is sadness and sorrow. Um, you play as a guy who's from this band of mercenaries that takes like any odd job, whatever. And his job is to protect this girl as she goes to a ritual to kill herself so, to protect um, like by sacrificing themselves. They're keeping monsters at bay, basically, with sure. some sort of energy or whatever. So it's a very trite kind of role playing game story. Yet I, I enjoyed it. I like the characters. Um, no voice acting, obviously pretty well written and localized. I would say uh, takes place all in the snow. Which for mm. me, I really like. Like, like so in role playing games, you might you go to the desert and then you go to the forest and then you go to the tundra and all these kind of things. Like, all of this takes place in the snow. It reminds me of Banner Saga, actually, in that way. Um, so the combat is like uh, Chrono Trigger in the sense that you can combine your characters to do like special attacks. Okay. Um, it's uh, active time battle, so not necessarily turn based, but pretty close. So you think about like old Final Fantasy games. Um, what am I missing here? You use these things called uh, talismans to talisman to uh, equip on characters. Um, and then you talisman have like different. It's almost like it's almost like uh, the materia system in a way, but not not quite like that. Cause you're not permanently learning things. My question so far is where does it stumble? Like what, what holds it back from being great? Um, Cause it sounds like a game you'd eat up. And then so it's there be- are certain system level things that really bother me in the game. Okay. Um, there are, there are two things that bother me in Japanese role playing games. Uh, Lunar, I think actually was one of the games that I really loved, but did this in silver star story. And I think in internal eternal blue, which was um, when you, in, in those games you level up and actually enemies scale with you. And there are games that do that kind of thing. Mm. So they don't necessarily scale equivalent to you, but the stronger you get, the enemies are also getting stronger. So it, it stops you from farming. So I have one problem with that. That's not the problem. I am Setsuna. The problem I am Setsuna is actually deeper. Your character doesn't have statistics. Like you're basically leveling up only hit points and magic points when you level up. Um, and you're only equipping the, the talisman on you, which have like some, some latent effects and a weapon. The weapon has physical and magic power and physical and magic defense and that's it so those are the only statistics in the game okay so you have like i feel like leveling up isn't exciting and it's come the problem is compounded by the fact that you don't earn money in combat you you get items that you sell to get money so it's like an unnecessary step Mm. there's like a little bit of obtuseness in some of the things that they're doing that i i don't quite understand so it's old school but it's almost not old school enough like like i want it i like want it i it's it's almost there if those systems were cleaned up and I felt like it was a little bit more reward, the grind was a little bit more rewarding then I would actually think the game was great. But I was disappointed to see that. I also find that there's a system of, of called flexing in the game that I don't even, I've played the game for 15 hours. I still have no idea how it works. <laughs> like, there's, so there's these things called, there's a clever thing in the combat system. There's these little circles next to everyone's icon, like on the bottom of the screen. And if you like let the active time battle, like fill up and then just leave it. This other bar fills up and these dots appear above it. Like every time it fills up and you can use these dots to like, to use extra power um, or like give extra effects to the spells you're using or whatever by pressing square right when a star appears above their head yeah. as they're attattacking. So if a melee character is attacking, you can hit square again and then like, and then it cut them again down twice. Or if you're using heal, um, you can press square and it might like heal another guy as well or something like that. Um, but there's this thing called flux and I just do not understand how it's connected to the momentum system, which is what that is. And then like how it works. And it doesn't seem like I need to use it. These like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I have like this, this chart. This is great. There's just this whole system. Just like, I, do, I don't get it, dude. Like, I took like a half an hour like reading. I'm like, I, and I was, you know, no one has the game yet, so like, there's no. Yeah, there's no like FAQ. To and I'm like, to. what am I missing? I'm like, I'm missing something because the, the game like chronicles things you're learning, but it doesn't like have a tutorial where it's like this is how exactly how it works. Gotcha. And so I'm missing something there to be honest. Like I just don't get it. Like what that's all about, but it doesn't sure. seem necessary. As I always say with mechanics and games, people are like, oh, well, you can try X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, but if X, Y, and Z aren't necessary, I'm probably not going to use it. Yeah, why them. would I do this if I what I have gets the job done and it's enjoyable? It's like heavy attacks and like uh, beat em ups, right? Like I just don't use them really because unless I have to build a combo or something, because it's like, why? Yeah. So it's the same thing with this, like where I don't need it, but I don't understand it. So there is a whole layer of combat that I'm missing that is connected intimately to the talisman that you collect and all. So there's something missing there. The trophies, uh, interestingly so the trophies are sinking and they pop up in english but when you go to psm profiles or exophase they're still in japanese so i have no idea how the hell that is what's going on there <laughs> um the game is also marked for vita on psn but remember the game came out on vita in japan apparently didn't run very well and i don't think square enix has any plans of releasing it on vita here so should be kept in mind good so that's like my five minute review or whatever Synopsis on, 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 do so, you so, recommend yeah. it yes okay i think that just going with tempered expectations if you want like alexa said if you want comfort food if you want, if you're a Japanese role playing game that is craving something from that SNES or PS1 era, which is really the golden era of Japanese role playing games, undisputed golden era of Japanese role playing games, then go ahead. Like, I think that you'll get something out of it. Um, it's linear. It's not very difficult, but I just, I, there's just nothing like it anymore. So Cosmic Star Heroine's coming out, which is exciting, but yeah. there's nothing quite like it where I'm like, yeah, this is doing the trick for me. You know, um, Interesting. even though it has its problems. It it's definitely very nostalgic, and I think that if you're looking for that kind of experience, you, you should go into it. So I am Satsuna. Thank you, Colin. You're very welcome, Greg. And thank you, whatever the guy's name was, Beardy Beardy McBeard. Beardy McBeard. Was it Beardy McBeard. Oh no, it's Bread Ow. Close enough. Thank you, Bread Boo. Bread Boo. Bread Boo. Knot comes to PS4 Digital. Rediscover the world of Chinese knots. With this beautiful 3D puzzle game. Nah, I don't think so. With its realistic graphics, Knot will fully immerse you into its world. I think I'm going to pass on that one. PS4 Digital Lifeless Planet Premiere Edition. While seeking life on a distant planet, an astronaut discovers an abandoned Russian town. He suspects his mission is a hoax until a mysterious young woman saves him from a strange and deadly phenomenon. Lifeless Planet is a third-person adventure that features an old-school sci-fi story and spectacular environments. Played that on Xbox One. I think we did a Let's Play about on it about a year ago. We did. I, I enjoyed the first taste of it, but that yeah. was a game I remember that did like meh, so-so in the review department. But what we played, I enjoyed. I actually wrote it down because it might be my pick of the, show, of the week. Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to get back to that game. And now that I can get trophies, sure, why not? Moon Hunters oh, comes Hunt to PS4 Moon. Digital. It says Moon Hunters is a cooperative action personality test role-playing game and a rich ancient world that's different every time you play. Build your mythology as every action and choice contributes to how you're remembered as a constellation in the night sky. People have been excited about this one. I don't know if it's going to okay. be any good or not. Don't know anything about it. Neverwinter comes to PS4 Digital. Neverwinter is a free action MMORPG based on the acclaimed Dungeons and Dragons fantasy role-playing game. Epic stories, action combat, and classic role-playing await those heroes courageous enough to enter the fantastic world of Neverwinter. Here's one for you. Ninja Pizza Girl out uh, on the 20th. So this is a Wednesday release on PS4. So PS4 Digital out on Wednesday. Ninja Pizza Girl. This? Ninja Pizza Girl is a supreme platformer with a deep dish message. Yeah. Featuring an old school action, featuring an old school action, a dedicated speedrun mode, and comic cutscenes hand drawn by an authentic teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> a real teenage girl we captured. Its deeply woven story follows Gemma. Or Gemma, I don't know, Gemma, I guess. A 16 year old girl working as a pizza delivery ninja for her father's independent pizzeria. In a world where powerful mega corporations exploit the poor and quality pizza is hard to come by, 
Gemma must fight to keep her ideals, her family, and their business intact. For family, for honor. For pizza. For pizza. Yeah. That sounds fun. I remember that game for some reason. Maybe it's just the uh, title. It must. I think it might have been GDC. Obliteracers comes to PS4. It's out digital on Wednesday. It's a Wednesday release. Award-winning party racing for up to 16 players. Race brutal, cute aliens on exotic planets. Using weapon power-ups and physics-based vehicles to annihilate your competition in frantic round-based combat. Orc Slayer comes to PS4 digital. Armed with a revolutionary new weapon of mass orc slaying, your mission is one of pure revenge. Using your crossbow and an array of special bolts, slay your way across the land on a frenzied rampage towards the heart of the orc invasion. Spy Chameleon comes to PS4 and Vita digital out on Thursday. Cross by. Spy Chameleon is an arcade puzzle game where the player must avoid being seen thanks to the chameleon's ability to change colors and camouflage. Through five missions and 75 levels, the players will discover different enemies and abilities to complete these super secret missions. And you love chameleons. I do. I'm a huge chameleon fan. And finally, Sword Coast Legends comes to PS4 Digital. Set in a lush and vibrant world of the Forgotten Realms, Sword Coast Legends offers an all new way to enjoy the time tested magic of playing Dungeons and Dragons as a shared storytelling experience. Couldn't could tell the Dungeons and Dragons doesn't give a flying fuck about what their games are releasing since they're releasing Neverwinter with that IP and Sword Coast Legends in the same week. Smart. Very smart as usual. Um, that's it. Colin? Yes. Pick of the week! Oh, what would I you pick? Suna for yeah, sure, for yeah. sure. I it, That game doesn't sound like it's for me. 10 so Second Ninja looks really cool, by that's, the way. I, the 10 Second Ninja... I have 10 Second Ninja, Lifeless Planet written down. I wrote down Ninja Pizza Girls just because it's interesting, but I'm not doing that. I want to play Lifeless <laughs> Planet. I'll play Lifeless pan- Planet. You're dying. Is yep. it the heart water? Is it poison? God, I hope so. 10 Second Ninja sounded interesting too. Uh, it looks cool. I wanted to play it this weekend. I just wouldn't want to play it on PS4. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Lifeless Planet. I'm going to do something different. That's okay. my pick of the week. That's I, fantastic. It might be a mediocre game, but whatever. Yeah, I want to check it out. Um, if I may. You, you know. may. <clears throat> but I'm going to go with I Am Setsuna. Topic of the show. Tots, 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 tots. I feel like this is a weird episode. Isn't it a weird yeah. episode? It's a good episode, though. Yeah, it's fine. Keep just... everybody on their toes. I'm popping off in here. I got the neurons firing. There's a game in when we do when I when we do trophies, we won't go over it, but there's a game called Arcade Archives. Kiki Kai Kai. I just made that up. <laughs> Topic of the show comes from Weird Koala over at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, who says, Greetings, Greg and Colin. Hello. He said, wait for it. And then he says, Thank you. He knew you'd say hello. In recent weeks. Sony San Diego's free-to-play experiments have been mentioned a couple of times. While it may be a little far-fetched, how do you guys feel about the idea of Sony San Diego's major title, MLB The Show, becoming free-to-play? Hear me out, Colin. Imagine a model of MLB free-to-play where you can only play a significantly shortened single-player season without some of the bells and whistles. No multiplayer, no custom matches, etc. I'm personally not interested in baseball games, but I am interested in this title. While... I may not pay $60 for the game. I may have more of an incentive if I was given a taste. Best regards, Weird Koala. P.S. I really do love you. Please text me back. Do you think this could be one of the reasons Sony San Diego is so hung up on free-to-play? The idea of let's learn it and then let's apply it to our biggest baseball, the baseball franchise? I don't necessarily think so, no. I think it would be foolish them to do that because they make so much money on MLB. Do you think then they're hung up on it and doing all this free-to-play stuff as just they want to test it out for Sony. They want to yeah, find yeah, out what I think this is so. all about. I think that they're experimenting there for the benefit of all of the part, first party studios. Sure. Um, but I don't think it has anything to do with the show. I think that they're able to do that because the show is so profitable. Right. 
so I think that's basically the reason why it's doing it happening in Sony San Diego. But I don't know. They could be investing money made somewhere else and in, in that studio. To, but they are testing that shit out pretty much exclusively there. For me, it's a great question or great idea, at least. Do I think that's what's happening? No, I don't think we'll see that anytime soon. But if they did, that'd be fascinating. Mm. Uh, even if they just put out a free to play version, I guess that is what you're talking about, which is really just a demo. But I enjoy the show enough, but I don't buy the show. I don't play the show religiously. But if all of a sudden there was this big thing, even if it was just home run derby, even if it was just leaderboards, mm. put it out that way, try to get people in. Get, and then this is what we always talk about when we talk about Madden or FIFA or MLB, the show, right? About making a platform. Like, let's put this out. And then every year you come out rather than put out another disc based game, you put out the new season, new this, new roster, new update, and you give it for 30 bucks rather than that. What see, seeing people experiment with sports games would be interesting because it is always that argument. Is this a worth, is this year the year you get Madden or do you skip this right. year and wait for the next thing? And if they're incremental updates, that'd be a different story. Yeah. I mean, I'm just way more interested to see like what they learn from this and if they continue down this path, because I just don't know that it's successful. The fact that they keep doing it so far. Well, I mean, they had these like games it, right? all on and uh, they, I mean, it's guns up. Yeah, but and, Guns Up has been out now for a while. And right, but I'm saying oh, the difference between Guns Up release and when Drawn to Death will come out is a year, and in between there is, um, what the fuck is Kill it? Strain. Kill Strain. So uh, I think that they, those games are just in motion, and they're going to experiment. I don't think, I'm not sure that any of them are going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what I, do you, you, you mean like by making money? Yeah, I don't think any of them are going to be profitable. Okay. By, by far, I don't think any of them are going to be profitable. I think that, I, I'm especially shocked that Jaffe's team is sending out Drawn to Death in the state. I just feel like they can charge for that game. Sure. And I wonder if they, they can't unring that bell, you know, like I, I like Batman. Superman. I just feel like that's a, that's an especially weird one. That's going to be a, that's going to be a bummer if that game doesn't do well. And I just don't know that it's going to, because I think that it's, it's just, I just, I don't see, I don't see it. I just don't see how it's going to work. I see for me, drawn to death is the first one of these ones that I'm going to play. And I think a lot of people will too. Hey everybody, a David Jaffe multiplayer arena combat game is coming out. I th- you remember Twisted Metal. He made Twisted Metal. Give this a try. I think that works in the MLB The Show way, where I think you're going to get a lot of people through the door of like, oh, what, do I have to, what do I have to lose? It's a slow week or whatever. I'll download it and try it and see what's up. And yeah, the majority of them will bounce and not put a dollar in, but you're going to start getting people who do stick around and are into it, I think. IMO. Maybe it's just the best case scenario. I'm yeah, yeah. Of, but I do think that with Jaffe's lineage with how I mean even like we had fun with twisted metal the PS3 one that it was eh, whatever but I think that's the same thing where it's like a lot of people remember twisted metal and loved twisted metal but they didn't come out of the woodwork to buy the new twisted metal and I think that free to play sets the expectations at a different spot too this is oh this is a fun game this is good to get into jump around in I don't know if I'll stick around forever but I don't feel bad I didn't invest $60 in this you know I feel bad because I hope that it's not the case but I fear that um the lesson learned from this particular endeavor is going to be that they shouldn't be doing these kinds of games. Sure. Uh, guns up. I can't imagine lit the world on fire. I don't think kill strain is going to do anything. And the, um, like there seems to be no excitement about kill strain. I, I could be wrong about that, but I don't see any excitement about it in our Twitter feed and people writing into us and stuff like that. I mean, we have a, I mean, to, to be fair, we can shrug or whatever, but we have our finger on the pulse of PlayStation gamers better than almost anyone. Sure. But I mean, by, so but, it's but, like, but, 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 but by that standard, I think then, we, you, and I, obviously, this is the crazy. You, you could say that about GT, right? Like, people don't write into us or tweet to us about GT because we, yeah, don't, we, we know don't that care. GT as well. And people do write to us about GT. Remember it? Very an ancillary, rarely. An ancillary thing. When we talked shit about Drive Club, we got fucking lot, hundreds of fucking tweets and messages right. about that game. But all we get about. We don't even talk about Gran Turismo, so of course well, they're not going to connect. Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't talk about MOBAs or any of these free to play. We games. talk about these games all the time. Just in this thing. Yeah. And then we also talk about them when we're like, when's that going to release? And it turned out it released six months ago, yeah, which tells you everything you need to know about yeah. Guns Up. 
we we went. I mean, Killshane looks cool. It's a MOBA for yeah. so it's for huge nerds. But like the the, I just don't see any buzz for that game, and I don't see very much buzz for Drawn to Death either. Like I really just feel like. The, especially with what we talked about with David Jaffe and we brought it up last week when he brought it up to his audience about like teasing that game too much like they shouldn't have rolled that game out that way you know like even if it is free to play like you gotta like do behind closed doors QAing and stuff like that and balancing like you can't it's ruining the excitement for these games like e- like I really feel like the, the well's kind of poisoned even if there was resonance with these games we'll never really know because they were fucking teased and available so easily for people to play in beta that what's the point of even getting excited about it? Like who's, who's going to get excited about Killstream when it's, you can play Killstream for like the last six months or more. Yeah. You know, who's going to get excited about drawn to death when you can literally play drawn to death, like whenever you want, I, you know, like I'm I, with I just, you on that, that I'm so, with you. I think, but I think that that poisons the well though, because there's you're a universe and group of people who are playing it, but don't talk to us about it. Cause they know we don't care. Sure. But I, I'm saying in a, in a grander scheme of things, first of all, I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers are on Killstream are going to be really weak. Like I'd be really shocked. I expect them to be, but, but beyond that whole that whole issue, like what I'm saying is that we'll never have proper data because the games are not being released in the way that they probably should be released mm. and they're not being teased in the way they should be teased. I just don't like these these forever betas that they go they, they go on. Like I just don't who's gonna be so dedicated to kill strain or drawn to death that they play it for like a year before it comes out and then they just keep playing it? Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. I just don't see that. But you're it's right. Definitely We're disconnected from games. a lot of people. I mean, maybe, maybe they're, they're, maybe they're, maybe Christian Phillips and those guys are laughing right now at us, being like, "You guys have no idea what you're talking about." We certainly have no idea what we're talking about in many ways. All the time, but we don't know business. But I just don't. I mean, come on. You know? I'm not saying. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm saying that there are millions of kill strain and players in the background right now. But I do think that there's an audience that does, and they know not to what, talk 10, to us. Ten thousand people. Like, what is the number? You know, yeah. like, that's what I'm curious about. Like. And then if you have whales, like how are they going to sustain? Like how many people do you need to? I just think that the experiment is noble. Yeah. Make a MOBA, make free to play games, make, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, I don't think any of it's going to work out. We'll see. Um, yeah, we will. We will. But I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I, I desperately, I love David Jaffe. I love the, and I love the guys. We love all San, Diego. guys. San Diego's great. So I hope that they find meteoric success with their games and make many sequels. But I think that drawn to death should have definitely been a $60 game with a campaign and all that kind of stuff. It's too good of an idea. See, it's too good of an idea. I don't agree with you on that one. That's the one I don't agree with is that I think drawn to death is going, I don't, it, is it a good idea? Sure. It should have been $60. No, or 20 or 40. Like do put a price on it. Show people that there's value in the game. That's the problem with free to play. That's the inherent problem. If you don't get believe in your game enough to charge for it, yeah. then why the fuck would anyone pay any money for it? That's why most of these games fail. The vast sure. majority, almost all of them. But yeah. I, I understand. But then there are the success stories out of it. Now, do I think? Do, do I, yes, I, Pokemon Go. I, I, well, I know, and that's what I'm saying. No, I don't think Drawn to Death is going to do Pokemon Go numbers. But I do think that there is a, cha- a better chance for that one to be successful than Kill Strainer Guns Up. Because sure. I think it is. There's more buzz behind that. But think like I don't even like the, the the statement exception to the rule with this because there are like almost no exceptions when you compare how many games are available free to play. You know, like. For every Candy Crush Saga or Pokemon Go, whatever, there are literally thousands probably these games dead. Sure. So like it's not even like once in a while. It's total anomaly. The one thing, though, is like that what we're talking about is that usually it's the um, a different platform. You know, I mean, these are console games from a quality studio, from quality creators that, you know, you know, the Sony San Diego name, you know, David Jaffe's name let's try this and see what works and what doesn't. And I think that's what, you know, they've I mean, Christian Phillips and all of them have been doing down there is like knowing that, like we're saying they're tip of the sword. They're in there. They're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. But I will say to the point, 
again, we won't have the data. We won't have reliable data regardless because of the way it's rolled out. And that was their biggest mistake. Regardless of how these games do or not, don't do like the, 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 the like incessant, like play it whenever betas, beta, beta, one, two, three, four, but sure. like, no huge mistake. Well, that, the, that's huge mistake. back to the Paragon argument too, right? Of like, it's a beta on disc that you pay for this. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? Game? So dumb. Yeah. And putting like with Paragon, it seems like it was just an, like, it was just like, just don't get mad at us if it doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of that topic, I guess. Call on a sign for trophy time. What do you got from this week? There's a lot of games up here. So, I mean, um, do we go over a drip, a drift's trophies? We have a drift. I don't think we did. Moon Hunters is up. We'll do a look at that. We'll look at 10 Second Ninja. We can look at Dead Rising. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 is coming to PS4. The trophies are on here. What? They're on Really? Here. That's what it says. Oh, is that? I bet that's one of those uh, PS2 classics. Right? Probably. That would make sense. Well, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 is a PS3 game. Oh, and th- I'm thinking of the X-Men Apocalypse games. Is Ultimate Alliance Civil War? Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, was that the Civil War one? Oh, maybe you're right. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, it was on PS3. Okay. It was on PS2 as well, though. But it was it came out in 2009, so that was like a really, really late PS2 game. Okay. Vicarious Visions. Remember I remember. That? I do. Um, all right, so let's go over Adrift, Moon Hunters, 10 Second Ninja, Dead Rising. There's more. Well, Student Ninja Pizza Girl. Okay. I also have trophies to debut for you. And Lifeless Planet. And there's a game on Vita called Claire. We'll click on that as well. Claire. All right, so why don't you debut your trophies first? Uh, guess who wrote in? Someone with Killstrain trophies. Sony San Diego, Zachary Thomas. Hey, Greg, because I know Colin loves a MOBA and our trophies won't go live until <laughs> after you record this week's episode. I figured I'd send them your way so you can see them. Uh, da, 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 da. They're being patched in today, tomorrow. They'll be up for everybody else. Now I feel bad. Why? Because he's listening to the show and he really listens They always to listen to the show. Sorry, guys. Why would they? No. I got a call like I see it. Yeah. But thank you for sending in the trophies. Zach Thomas. Does, I hope your game does very well. It's got a platinum, of course. There's a doomsday achievement for reach a lifetime score of 600,000. 666666. That's a gold one. With the awards? I am. Yeah. Uh, complete 10 missions. That's a gold. Full-time contractor. Complete matches starting as five different characters. That's a gold. I love gold. Get at least three gold medals in a match. Gold. I love gold. Uh, get some unique items. You got a whole bunch of silvers down here. Upgrade uh, three masteries to max tiers of gold. Uh, be the last mercenary at the end of a match. 30, play 30 matches or complete 30 matches of kill strand. That's a silver. Complete a total of 80 mercenaries in, or kill a total of 80 mercenaries and 40 mutants. That's a silver. Turn 20. And there's a whole bunch of bronze back here. Open an augment pack. Colin, you gonna do that? Oh, definitely. I'm definitely going to open it off. As the world turns, turn your first mercenary into a starting mutant. Yeah. Taking down the strain is deal 100,000 damage to the mutant base. You're going to get that right away, but. Oh, definitely. You're going to step right in and do that. No doubt about it. So those are up now. You can go check them out. Thank you, Sony San Diego. All right. Here we go. Dead Rising on PS4. 44 bronze, 3 silver, 3 gold, 1 platinum. Trophies for beating 10,000 zombies, 53,594 zombies. What is the significance of that number? Because I think every one of them has that. Uh, this is yeah, the genocide trophy or achievement. Yeah. They call it genocide here too. Because then the next one was genocide plus one or something. Oh, okay. Um, I forget. Isn't it like a, it's something I thought based on bad stuff. Like a real bad number from the past. Oh. I'll look it up for you. Oh, yeah, but know. that one is the one where I remember pl- that was like the first I, you know, before be- I was never an achievement hunter, but I did love Dead Rising. And so there was a, a, a week long period where I'd come home from the Columbia Daily Tribune, sit 
sit down, turn on the Xbox. And then there's a, there's like a, a circuit where you go down into the basement of it. You get the car and you drive the car around until it breaks. And then you did something else. And then another car would spawn. And you just, I did that for hours and hours and hours to, to get, get that trophy. Yeah. Or achievement achievement. Uh, Survive for 72 hours, photograph 10 survivors and 50 survivors, defeat one psychopath, 10 psychopaths, photograph psychopaths, etc., etc., reach level 50, um, change into costumes. Um, there's a lot of trophies. And then there's a lot of story based ones as well. Get the true ending, etc., defeat at least 1,000 zombies. You should be able to get that easily. 10 second ninja, nine bronze, two silver, one gold, zero platinum. Real quick, sorry. The population of Willamette, Colorado is 53,594. Oh, okay. Therefore, if Frank kills this many zombies, he has killed the entire population of Willamette. Uh, 10 second ninja. Um, no platinum, as I said. Uh, so it seems like you have to basically the tough one is going to get all the stars for ranking. So 150 stars is, I think, all the stars. Oh, no, 300 stars is all the stars and X rank all marathon modes. Um, otherwise, it seems like if you can get that, you can get all the other ones. So there's that. Uh, Moon Hunters, 29 bronze, 9 silver, 3 gold, 1 platinum. Um, a lot of these seem to be story based. I mean, in fact, all of them are story based. Um, commune with all of your ancestors. Remember the Holy River is another one. Impress a child with your bravery. Delve into a sun cultist ziggurat. You love delving love into a So there's that. Adrift trophies. I can't wait to play this. 13 bronze, one silver, one gold, zero platinum. Uh, the gold is Escape the North Star 4. So that's the uh, space station, I think, that blows up. Um, so that's the only gold. And then the uh, silver is Escape the North Star 4 with all astronaut tokens. And then all the bronzes are like collect uh, the different tokens from the different characters that died, I think. Collect all 25 Han 4 backup SSDs is another one. Um, escape the North Star 4 with 3 to 5 astronaut tokens. Escape the North Star 4 without dying, etc, etc, etc. So it seems like I'm, I'm super stoked to play this game. St. Dave wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can. It says salutations and greetings, Gregory and Colin. I don't like that, don't like that at all. I'd like to ask a trophy related question different to what normally comes up. Recently, a drift trophy list came out with no platinum and 15 totals trophies in total. I saw on Twitter a conversation between the game's creator and a fan in which they claim, quote, PlayStation doesn't allow us to use platinum trophies for a small digital only PSN game. Unfortunately, this seems somewhat inaccurate to me. Games like Oxenfree, Adam's Ventures, Adam's Venture Origins, LA Cops and Ether One to name a few, have 15 or less trophies and all have platinums. As someone with over 24,000 trophies, I know a thing or two about them and how it's based on point system, but Sony or PlayStation's mixed messages to dev regarding them seems odd. Trophies, of course, don't make the game, but the sales for the sales for sure would improve if it had a better list or a platinum to offer. Thanks. Keep it the good word. PSL of you. This is one of my huge problems, and this is what I always talk about is the fact that you know, a drift has been out for a while. PlayStation's not I mean, like last priority. I mean, but I feel so many devs that aren't anchored here that don't have their feet in the PlayStation ecosystem. Go to Sony. What do we need to do? Sony says this. They do that. They ask no questions and they don't. They always underestimate how important trophies are to our audience. And that's the problem where it's like when Ground Zeroes didn't have a platinum and Kojima's like, they just want to let me have one. It's like, you just, no, you just have to ask. It yeah, seems like Kojima. I think you might have been able to get a platinum. All you, you got to do is say, wait a second. People really like platinums. Can we please put one in? And that appears to be how it happens because Taco Master has one and all these other games that like aren't huge that aren't these like mega things but then yeah st- a drift doesn't or gone home doesn't this different yeah things. I, I i think that i think that there's way more to the story than I. i've heard a lot of things from different devs and from different anecdotal stories about how sometimes sony's like no you can't use a platinum and sometimes you just have to ask or yeah it's really on sony though the impetus is on sony 100%. to be like hey like 
this is what you should do. And the statistics say that games sell better with platinum trophies or which is more mindful trophies. So it's the same thing. I was reading the uh, official topic or the official thread of uh, Song of the Deep on NeoGAF. And there were a lot of people in there that like, I'm not buying this game because of the trophies. Yeah. And I will reiterate, as I said yesterday, Insomniac absolutely shit the bed on that trophy list. Agreed. She shit the bed. When I was playing that game with Erin this weekend, because we were, she's playing and I jump in when she needs help, but she, I'm watching her play it. Um, I was like, this game is, I can't, I can't even believe that this game doesn't have a platinum trophy. It actually is like maybe the, the most unfathomable of all games that doesn't have a platinum trophy that I've so ever played. Yeah. It's a Metroidvania game. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? There's like a million different things in this game and you have no trophies. I don't know like what the fuck they were thinking of that. That was so annoying. When I saw that trophy, I was like, oh, that's so, it wasn't was even bummed. I was like, that's annoying. When I saw it, I mean, that was one of the things where I'm like, oh, this game's going to be three or four hours. And here I am, like you know, ten hours later. Yeah. No, no, it's no, definitely a big. It's definitely a big game. Real quick aside, you got, are you guys enjoying Song of the Deep? Yeah, she really likes it. I like yeah. it too. Um, the mechanics are a little wonky, but the but I think the game's fun. The, the presentation, as you said, is a standout. Yeah, um, big fan, big fan, Greg. Miller's. I really like it a lot. Me I too. think it's really a cool game. I'm, I'm. It doesn't seem like it's going to be doing very well, but the I think the I, official I, thread I on the OGAF is not very popular. It doesn't seem like a lot of people have the trophies. Like I, I think the game's kind of withering. But I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I liked it. But I suggest it. From what I've seen, I played it for a few hours with with Aaron. She did most of the playing. It looks great. It play. You know, I I, I jump in and help her every once in a while, and, and I think it's uh, I think it's really cool. Especially if you like Metroidvanias. I mean, obviously exactly. you're not gonna if you don't like those kinds of games. It's not for you. And you like Irish accents. Uh, Lifeless Planet has three bronze, two silver, ten gold, one platinum. There you go. Um, so a lot of story based ones. It seems like. Um, as well as like, you know, survive the game without dying, uh, collectibles like science samples, finish the game in under four hours, play the game for more than 10 hours. So that's interesting. There's two different trophies for that, both gold. Uh, read oh. 20 documents, make a long and difficult jump with the jetpack. Who the hell knows what that means? Uh, catch on fire, bronze trophy called burned. Burn. Ninja Pizza Girl. Here we go. Has 10 bronze, or I'm sorry, 20 bronze, zero silver, zero gold, zero platinum. Hmm. Uh, trophies seem pretty easy since it seems like most people are getting all of them. Um, so it says like complete all the different levels it looks like so complete loser town complete four level pizza etc make an outfit make all the outfits buy a game buy all the games so there must be some sort of in-game arcade or whatever um, 100%, 100% game completion um, deliver all pizzas in a time that's beyond classification deliver a pizza in an A plus time etc etc so I'll be interested to see that game I requested a, I requested a code if I don't get it I'll probably just uh, buy it Pony um, the cash. and there's a game I don't know what this is on Vita called Claire Claire Zero bronze, six silver, nine gold, one platinum. Ooh, you think it's a game? Is it a game about Claire Huxtable? It looks like a. I mean, this is what the screenshot looks like on PSN profile. It doesn't look like Claire Huxtable. No, it doesn't. So I don't know. There's one a silver trophy, survival, survive. Is that out today? No, I don't know when it's out. Okay, okay. maybe next week. School's out. Reach the end of the school. It's a gold trophy. Okay. Other world. Reach the other side is also a gold trophy. Find some notes. Silver trophy. Find all notes. Gold trophy. We'll see what this is all about when it comes out. Oh, we will. It's only on Vita. Not on Sounds PS3. like my kind of game. I'm in. That's it for the trophies. Oh, we should talk. I mean, because people want more uh, about the trophies we've been earning. So I am said soon as trophies uh, seem to be pretty manageable. But again, I cannot see the full list. There's a lot of hidden trophies. Probably yeah. like more. I would say like 75% of the list is hidden. Um, but it seems pretty manageable. Um, beat Foul Play this weekend, finally, which is a media tonic game. Beat em up game. Really fun. Uh, on Vita and on PS4, it's on other platforms as well. Uh, I got like 65% or so of the trophies without really trying to get any of them. Sure. Um, Are you going to go back the rest or no? No, because I want, I want to move on. I understand. Uh, down well, I've been messing around with I got a, I, I pinged a few more trophies. I finally got the 15 combo trophy, uh, which is only a bronze or whatever. 
Uh, Song of the Deep trophies seem to be pretty Song manageable. Of Deeps, although, that's all I've been working on. Few of them. There's few of them. I'm gonna. I am gonna platinum or platinum. I'm at 100 Song of the Deep. That's the one I'm working on. I hope tonight to make some more progress because I've been busy. And I'm trying to think. Is there another one? But it's it's the whole thing of like I I I, I want a 100 Song of the Deep right because I love the game so much. But it is still that thing. I'm just like ah. Why can't there be a platinum? Yeah, it sucks, dude. Why is there nothing? They really dropped the ball. James Stevenson, if you're listening to this, you guys dropped the ball. Hit us up but I still We'll love, gladly consult on trophy But list. I still love you anyway. We should launch that business. We can do it now. We oh, my totally God. It's just incredible. We've talked about it forever. It's, it's incredible. Sony doesn't just pay someone $100,000 a year to just be the trophy evangelist and like go to all the devs that are bringing... Like, go over the trophy lists before like things enter certain and be like, yeah, this... Let's might want to rethink this, this one. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. We're out there. Our consultant com- company, Kind of Funny Consultant, still there. Reader mail. Maelstrom. Male cocktail. Male cocktail? Mm-hmm. Huh. You like that? Sounds gross. It, does, it is. It's very much. It's a libido drink. Uh, let's start with a very easy one, Colin. You ready? Yes. R2 underscore D2 says, hello, Greg and Colin. You just call him R2D2. He put, he put an underscore in there. Sure. I got to say it. There's he, a dash in R2D2. Though. Well, this, but he wrote it like that. A-R-T-U oh. underscore D2. The number two. Mm. I'm coming back to Vita Island. I've been a resident on and off again since the Vita Island was founded, selling my Vita to GameStop to fund the next gaming purchase only to purchase a new Vita months later. I know it's not been an efficient use of my money, but I'm impulsive. Sue me. I'm about to purchase what will be my third or fourth Vita, and I was wondering, do you guys think that the Vita XMB will ever be updated to match the PS4's interface? We've had the app bubble since 2011, and it would be nice for the Vita OS to get a facelift. Odds on that happening? Keep up the good work. R2D2. Less than zero percent. Never. No one's ever <laughs> fucking updating anything on the Vita again. It's it's done. We gotta let it. We live it. We have it. We we have to keep it alive. And it's and fine. Vita I like Vita's interface. It's fine. I think it. It, it does fine totally for what it fine. is. I don't like it, but it's it gets the job it done. It, it yeah, works. exactly. It's just like, why is this this weird offshoot? Like why? <laughs> why did we go this way? I'll tell you why. For touch, and everybody hates it. Dawson. 2938 says, hey guys, a long time I listener. For our lives to be over. Cry face. So my question is for Colin. With the new consoles, your Neos, your Scorpios, slowly approaching, do you see any reason to keep the consoles we have now, even if we're getting new ones? Do you say that? You, what now? We haven't. You, you, you vetting these questions here? I read them when I like them, and then I get here, and I realize the sentences don't make any sense. Do you see any reason to keep the new consoles we have now, even if we're getting the new ones? You always say never sell your hardware. Well, does that? Oh, there's no periods here. That's a problem. Well, does that still stand in this scenario, or is there no reason to? Because I can't seem to think of a reason to keep them. Thanks, guys. Jesus. Um, Colin, should Dawson sell his PS4 if no, he's getting don't sell, don't sell hardware. Why? First Why? of all, what are you going to get back for it? The PS4, the main PS4, is going to be worthless on the market. Second of all, when the Neo comes out, who the fuck's going to want an old PS4? Second of all, don't sell your hardware. Whatever, if the old PS4 breaks or whatever, just keep your hardware. You're not, it's, what are you going to get, like $125 for that console or something yeah. like that? Like, do you really need $125? Yeah, don't you? No. Who doesn't need $125? Not enough to sell my PS4. Don't sell your hardware. Don't sell your hardware. Don't sell your hardware. Dawson, you have my permission to sell it. It's going to do the same thing. What do I care? Gotta hope that Neo doesn't overheat or have some sort of terrible fucking problem at launch, which is entirely possible. Then, name me one console that's ever had a problem at launch. I'm not saying it's going to. I hope it's Dawson it, wrapping a tall PS4 play. is beautifully engineered, but you know, you never know. And then you're gonna want to go back and be like, oh, I sold this for fucking pennies on the dollar. Basically, right. it's a huge mistake. Don't sell your hardware. Dougie Hockey 
says, hey guys, I was the guy who said last week, quote, Colin, you've mentioned you wanted this a few times, but now you can delete your trophies, end quote. So I checked, and yes, Colin was right. Again, you can, only, you can only delete 0% trophies and hide certain trophies so people can't see them. I'll delete my Twitter. Anyway, on to my question. What are some of the mechanics, features, stupid things in games that you consider deal breakers? For me, it's always online games or not being able to pause. Destiny, the Division, Bloodborne. Uh, I can't. I just can't deal with a game if something comes up in real life and I'm unable to pause, and so I end up losing progress and get kicked it from a raid. What about you guys? Shout out to Winnipeg. Yes, Colin. That's in Manitoba. Also, Chris Jericho's from Winnipeg. I'm okay, go ahead. No, no go ahead. I mean, no, I already know what you're going to say for one of them for sure. What? When you can't invert your aim. Oh, yeah, which is rare. Yeah, but it does happen. By the way, found out Aaron plays inverted. She's a monster. It's fantastic. Two peas in a pod. Now, <laughs> uh, actually, one of my pet peeves is in I Am Satsuna. No clock. Oh, I, I hate it even worse when the when clock, the clock, the clock keeps going. It's like, all right, I'm out of pause screen. Idiot, there, come on. Yeah, like Witcher 3's clock was out of control. Yeah. And uh, Adventures of Mad on Vita's clock is fucking totally ridiculous. If you don't shut the entire thing down or shut your Vita off, it just counts the time forever. I'm like 17 days in Adventures of Mana. You know, like, does, did no one QA this game? Did no one ever look at I Am uh, or, or Adventures of Mana? Clock. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That shit pisses me off. Like, I've straight up restarted games because I didn't like my game clock. Just yeah, because I'm like nah, something's where I can't. No, I hear you. The best so, is there, I forget what game it was. Do you remember what game it was? There was a game that had a silver trophy for playing three days of a game or whatever, but it was one of the ones where yeah, you pause it and you can, oh yeah, you, you, you just you, I put it to sleep, my Vita to sleep, and I came back on and it just got the trophy as if I had been playing yeah, this game. Was, was it Hell Divers? It was something like that. I don't remember. No, I, you're right. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. Someone will remind us. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember that. What else are deal breakers? No, no, online games, online-centric games, games that force you to be online. I do agree that games that, if you're playing with other people, obviously you can't pause your game. I mean, that's a mechanical system level kind of thing. Why would you be allowed to pause your game? But yeah, that makes sense. But like in the division, it bothered me because I was playing by myself. I'm like, why do I even have to play this online? Nonetheless, like, why can't I pause my game? Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I, I get it. You know, I get it. I understand. Speaking of always online game, Stag Queen Five Thousand wrote into kindoffunny.com/psq just like you should and says, Colin and Greg. I played Journey last night for the first time in a few years and was marveling at how well it's held up. The controls feel great, the game mechanics are solid, the music is phenomenal, and the story is powerful. I'd forgotten how much I love that game company's games and am now itching to see what they do next. On their website, they have a job listing posted for a server engineer to help, quote, develop the online multiplayer gameplay even further, end quote, in their next game. Now, I don't think Journey's multiplayer feature was too invasive or consequential. It was was essential. It says or consequential. But it was essential. Colin, are you worried that they might go too far down the rabbit hole of seamless online interactivity in an ideal world? What would you both like to see from game that game company next? Thanks for taking the question. Lots of love. Devin F. I agree. No, I agree. The multiplayer was a big deal about that. That was, was awesome. Huge. It was awesome. You, you was meet a- up with somebody. You don't know who they are. You can't really communicate and you have to play together. It was there one was- of those things. That was what was so heartbreaking about it. I thought I played the entire game with the same person. Right. Then when I saw the list of like seven people, I actually got really emotional. That game. What do I want from them? They're one of the few companies. I'm like, I don't even give a fuck. Just yep. do whatever you want. I, I don't know. I would have never told you I wanted flower or journey. So what the, who, who am I going to tell you? Who am I to tell you like what to do next? Do whatever you want. I think I don't think it'll be whatever they do will be very tasteful. That's the thing is like with the multiplayer. Yeah, of course. The Journal of Chen's not going to make like a multiplayer, competitive multiplayer game. And so. that's the thing is that they get it and they know what they're making and how to make the games that 
they want to make. And then they come to us and it turns out we want those experiences, even if we didn't know we want those experiences. And yeah, that's a great example of every time I saw journey, I was like, what the hell is this game about? Yeah. I remember not even giving a fuck about it. Yeah. And then you played it and it was like, oh my God, it hooks you. And yeah, like flower, all these different things. Like I, what do I want from them? I want them to go make the game they want to make again and come back and show it to us and have it be rad. Hopefully still have it be that emotional uh, reaction. Still have it get its hooks into you. I concur. And I don't think they're going to fuck up the multiplayer. I don't think so either. Daniel the Awesome writes in and says, Hey, Colin and Greg, Hmm. I have a bit of a dilemma. Hmm. Should I keep PlayStation Plus? I've had Plus since day one. I bought my Vita specifically because of all the free games I'd accumulated. I don't yet own a PlayStation 4, and I don't plan on getting one in the near future. Parentheses, Neo, where are you? With all the PlayStation Plus discounts, I've got a nice collection of PS3 and Vita games, and I'm happy to take my time playing whatever interests me at the time. However, the last few months of Plus games have been really subpar. I already owned a good number, and the rest weren't that great. If it was just free games, I'd have no problem letting my subscription lapse. But the cloud saves and automatic updates are so convenient, and I would hate to lose access to that service. Is Plus Plus worth it just for those services, especially only on the legacy consoles? Yes. Peace of mind, man. You know, like the cloud saving has saved me a few times. Now the, sure. the, the on, I think on, on PS3 for sure. And on PS4, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's worth, My, I'm not saying you should have to pay for those features, but since you have to, I think it's worth What is it? It's the cost of a game. Like, I think people are complaining much, much to do about nothing. My, PlayStation my, Plus. Would I keep it, Daniel? If you're only using those ser- services, no, I, I wouldn't keep it in your situation. But my problem is that you've already lived through this once where you bought the Vita because, all right, fuck, I have all these free games. Like you're talking about Neo, which is going to happen sooner rather than later, I'm sure. Why haven't, are you banking all the PlayStation 4 games as well? You don't mention that. And that's the whole thing is that, yeah, we've read it and we've seen it and like, okay, I agree. Like they're getting their weaker Vita and PS3 games, but that's because those are fading away. They're disappearing. It's all going to be focused on PS4 and you hope and assume VR. Like, I don't know. I, I think you're looking at it the wrong direction of, I do think you're going to break down and buy a PlayStation 4, especially if you're saying Neo, where are you? Then you're what? Three months away, four months away from actually being like, fuck, well now I have no excuse. Why don't I pick this up? And if that's the case, why not just keep banking the PlayStation 4 games? I wouldn't let it last. I, if, from that argument, I wouldn't let it lapse. But if you're set that you're just going to do the legacy consoles for the foreseeable future, go ahead, I guess. Live in your world of old times and old things. But yeah, I don't know. I want to do it. Live in the, the present with us. Daniel the Awesome. Come back to us, Daniel the Awesome. We love you, Daniel the Awesome. Kevin Morrissey says, Hello, Greg and Colin. Mm. Hello. He was very clear to wait for Colin to mutter hello. Todd Howard and his team at Bethesda Studios are supposedly working on new projects, according to Pete Hines, speaking to IGN earlier in June. Marvel's VP of Games, Jay Ong, said in a Polygon, Polygon interview that, quote, Insomniac Spider-Man game is just the beginning of Marvel's ambitious plan to bring its superheroes to consoles, end quote. If these two companies are working together, which Marvel IP would you guys be most interested to play in a Bethesda Studios open world? Personally, I would love to see X-Men, but odds are they would go Avengers. Thanks, Kevin M. P.S. I love you, but my wife thinks I'm a nerd. She's correct. You're a huge dork, just like us. Uh, I don't know how much Colin has input-wise no, here. None. Spider-Man is the only one I would want to play, and it's it's in it's in operation right now. What so. I my whole thing with it would be for a Bethesda open world game, I think you'd have to go the DC Universe Online route. Let's create a character, let your you get dropped into this world and you work with everyone in the Marvel universe. Otherwise, like all right, cool. It's Avengers and you're Tony Stark and cool. You now have to 
go over here and farm out all these things and this person needs your help and all of a sudden the hulk is giving you another quest to go on and another settlement of superheroes you know what i mean like it's you do bitch work in rpgs and it makes sense when you're oh my god you're the dragonborn oh my god you're the you're the out looking for your son oh my god you're you know you're this person like you have to build it up to the point where you become a powerhouse and feel awesome that works in an origin story i don't see the problem with avengers 2 would be if you were going to do an open world rpg you have to pick a person this isn't going to be that all right cool you can be hulk you can be iron man you can do like it would fuck everything up if you could fly and do this, but another character can't. And you can't be Spider-Man because you, you, there's nothing to swing on and all these dumb little things like that. It would have to be a tailored experience and I think you have to create a character. Probably that, like Skyrim, it would be somebody who, you know, you're very much based, right? And like, I'm a walking character and I have probably abilities I can shoot out of my hands and do stuff like this, fire ice, whatever you want to do it. Choose the weapon I use, but you figure you've got to come down to a narrative that actually works in a Bethesda game that you could actually go and explore and not have one guy, guy break the game all the time. Mm. So I say build from the ground up, but put it in the Marvel universe and give everybody there, have everybody there. Just new, you're the new character on the block. Colin. Yes. King Trenty McTrekkins says, Hey, Colin and Greg video games are obviously a big part of your life. So I was wondering what video game related tattoos you would get if you had to pick. I heard Colin mention on an old episode of a conversation with Colin that he would eventually have to get a tattoo that is video game related. Has Colin's mind changed at all? Is this something both of you would consider doing in the future? Thanks and keep up the great work. King Trenty McTeddykins. Colin, mm. you have a great idea for a video game tattoo and I want you to do it. Yeah, I have a few. I mean, I I, I think the, I want to get the Dr. Wiley logo tattooed on me, but I think that what's probably going to end up happening is that'll get like a leg sleeve that'll be Mega Man related that I'd like to do. Yeah. The thing is that's going to cost a lot of money, which is fine, but I, I also want to find the artist I trust and get the art that I want. Um, Nick draws a lot on cocktail napkins. He does. He, he does draw a lot. I, what I want to do is, is hire an artist to design from scratch, like some sort of amalgamation of the robots that I want, and then and then get it probably tattooed from my knee down to my ankle. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be a fine place for it. So that'd it's like awesome. somewhat hidden or whatever. Sure, but it's there. You yeah, know? like your back tattoo. Yeah, and then uh, what I really want to do, if I want to be extra nerdy, was I, I want to dedicate my other leg to GI Joe. But we'll, we'll do we'll do we'll do one thing at a time. I think I want to I want I do want to get. I mean, my tattoos are nerdy, but I want to get tattoos for games. So I think the Wiley logo is that I want to get that tattoo on my chest. Um, but uh, I'll work that in maybe to the collage. I mean, that's kind of the idea. The thing is, is, I have four tattoos, but I haven't gotten any tattoos since I was twenty two. So that was almost ten years ago. Yeah. So it's almost time. You know, but I want to go somewhere. I try. I got it. You know, I got it. I got it. You got to sit with it. Sure. That shit's forever. I don't regret my tattoos at all. So it's like I want to make sure that I, that that trend follows, um, you know, as I get older as well. I've thought about it here and there. It'll never actually happen. It's not something that really speaks to me. But what I wanted to do and I was talking about it recently being the last calendar year is that I thought it'd be cool to have the kind of funny logo face here. And on this one, have the Foxhound logo or the Fox logo from Metal Gear. Mm. But I won't do that. You're a nerd. So a huge dork. Mm-hmm. Not like you with your super cool Mega Man tattoo. And you're no, like, no, sorry, no, no. my apologies. That's a super cool tattoo. Everyone. Knows so that. are mine. The ones I just described are awesome no. too. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Tweeted him. Tell him that's cool. His name is no taxation on Twitter. Final question comes from Ford Ham Rock. Hey, Colin and Greg. Long time listener. First time poster. My question for you is about what seems to be the dreaded summer drought. Why do you think big name publishers slash developers have not taken advantage of the barren release window between June and August? We see many releases in the beginning of the year, but rare titles in the middle. Is this time period claimed by indies or is there, or, or, I'm sorry, or are there reasons a big developer slash publisher would avoid this release period? Would love to hear your thoughts. Ford Hamrock, P 
P.S. I love this community. What you guys are doing. Keep up the good work. It's been a quietish summer. Yeah, for sure. But I think that's a great time to catch up on everything. Yeah. But keep in mind that you're dealing with a business that is uh, entertainment and distraction related, right? And summer, the kids are off school. They're running around playing Pokemon Go, apparently. But like going outside, you go on trips, you go on vacations. These things are happening. You're not as hung up at, you know, I always talk about with us as content generators, right? Like our role is a distraction. So the reason our numbers are really good uh, during the day and why we have so much great Twitter interaction during the day is that you, the fan are usually at your job, at your desk, checking something else. You go home at night and you start talking to your family. You're not on Twitter. You're missing all sorts of stuff. You're not watching YouTube videos for the most part. I know some people have different schedules, but in terms of how people consume what we do, it's similar with games where it's like, all right, it's summer. Let's get out of the house and go do something. I'm not on my computer to uh, IG. And we saw a dip in numbers outside of E3, obviously during the summer, right? Because people aren't there to consume and want to read and be distracted. They have other things going on. And that's the big thing of why people avoid it. Yeah. It would be nice. If we can go a whole year without a new game. I'd love that. Jesus Christ. God. I've said that many times. Like, You're wouldn't it be awesome man. if there was just no games for a year and then you could just pay, play everything you missed, you know, work down that bet, like, a year of the backlog. You know? Sure. Love that. An armistice. Every, all the publishers should be like, no games. No one. They all come out and like, shake no, hands. Yeah, everyone's like, no, no one publishes. <laughs> everyone's games. watching. Yeah. There's like, you go to the, the PlayStation stores just to tumbleweed on new releases over and over again. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. They can do that for two years. I'd be fucking thrilled. Call so them. many games I missed. Yeah. Are you ready to check in with your new best friend? Yes. This is PS. I love this best friend XOXO where one of you goes to kind of funny.com slash forums puts your PlayStation network name in the hopper to hopefully get lovely messages from other fans like yourself and get a whole bunch of best friends on your list. This one comes from Jackie zero nine. Jackie zero nine says, hello, my kind sirs. I recently got destiny would love some best friends to play with who don't mind playing with a noob when it comes to shooters. The best times would be Monday and Tuesday parentheses. I work overnight Wednesday through Sunday. I don't have many friends locally and would love some more online best friends. However, starting in August, I start a normal eight to six work schedule. So it would be mostly nights. P.S. I love you. Jackie09 is your new best friend. Everyone befriend her. J-A-C-K-I-E-0-9. Send encouraging messages of kind of funny love as well. Are you ready for this week's forgotten PlayStation game, Colin? Yes. This one comes from Top Boog. And I like it a lot, but I also feel like we might have done it before, but I couldn't prove it in the two seconds, so I just threw it out there. Top Boog says, hey guys, firstly, I would like to say thank you for having my question as topic of the show last week. It was truly an honor. So today I have a suggestion for this week's forgotten PlayStation game. It's Maximo Ghost to Glory. We've talked about Maximo before because I'm a big Maximo I fan. I didn't bring it up. But I think it was it is it, a, is it. is it a PlayStation 2 Classic yet? Is that a thing that happened? Is that why is. we that's why we talked about it? Maybe you look into that. I'll keep reading I think the story. It is. This hidden gem was released on the PlayStation 2 in early 2002 and it was a 3D successor to the Ghosts and Goblins series. It's a new, uniquely difficult platformer that received positive reviews and enough interest to develop a sequel, but I rarely see it mentioned nowadays. For that reason, I believe it is a forgotten PlayStation game. Keep up the great work, Rory. P.S. I love you. Rory, I'm a thousand percent with you. The Maximo Ghost of Glory has the, I guess, distinction in my mind. First off, I loved the game when I played it. Played it at Mizzou freshman year, closing out that uh, school year. But it's also the first game I ever ordered through the internet. It was the first game I ever bought off of games. And I mean, like, like not import. I imported games before. But in terms of, like, I used GameStop.com and ordered it and had it delivered. And it came with the boxer shorts that he wears in the game with the hearts on or whatever. And I remember, like, such a weird thing that a game got delivered to me. And I, well, I, was, I was that's how I was picking up my games rather than going to the brick and mortar. Maximo is not a PS4 Why, game. We definitely, I've definitely talked to someone in the last six no, months I about Maximo. No, I agree Maximo. with you. I, I, I recall, but I don't, I don't, uh, 
I don't know that it was. If it was, it was. Someone will tell us. Oh, they'll tell us for sure. But great pick, and everybody should play Maximum <clears throat> Ghost of Glory. I enjoyed that game quite a bit. Did you enjoy it, Colin? I don't remember. I mean, okay. I probably, it was probably a game I rented or played. I didn't own it. Very cute. Very cute. Fun game. I really don't remember. I must have. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. I'm so tired right now. I know everyone gets mad at me when I say that, but well, now everything to say it's true. Tired. Sean was tired. Greg was killing it. Like I said, Greg was on this whole show. I remember the box art really well. It's the kid with the helmet, right? Yeah, and he has the shorts or whatever yeah, and the sword. Yeah, I definitely played that. Time for PSN's worst name of the week. Now, this one comes from a lovely lady we happen to know, Colin. Alexa Ray Korea hmm. wrote in. Oh, yeah, you did foreshadow this, didn't you? Kindoffunny.com slash forums. She went there to the PS I Love You XOXO board to post her bad PSN name. Of course, we want your real names and how you'd love to change these names, but Shuhei doesn't let you do it because he loves power. And he has all of it. Alexa Ray writes and it says, Hey boys, parentheses, and Joey, kiss emoticon. Because of course, Joey Noel showed her how to get to because she put it out there. She had a bad PSN name when I said something. And then Joey was like, put it in the hopper. She did. Here we are. When I was making my PSN name like a thousand years ago, I tried every variation of my name and they were all taken. In my frustration, I typed something stupid and hit enter. For some reason, I decided that a creature from my favorite series and a derogatory slur would make a great PSN name. I kept it because it was funny. Now I work in the industry and I am an embarrassment to those around me. My PSN name is Chocoho, like Chocobo, but with a ho at the end. Alexa Racy. Thank you, Alexa. That is a bad one. It's cute, though. I still like it. It's a great I don't think it's embarrassing to be the Chocoho. Be proud that you're a Chocoho. I like that name. Thank you. I'm glad. Everybody sent her nice messages too. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO episode 44. Remember, this is a product of kindoffunny.com. So please go to both YouTube channels, subscribe, like the videos, watch all the stuff. Then, if you're doing the audio stuff, leave us an iTunes review. I don't know how you used to get it outside of iTunes if you're one of these Google weirdos, but do whatever that is. Talk to your watch and say, hey, Google. Leave a positive review of P.S. I love you XOXO. Share it with your friends and such like that. Follow us all on Twitter. We're the number one PlayStation podcast. This PlayStation podcast posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on kindoffunny.com and podcast services around the globe. And remember, this weekend is San Diego Comic-Con. Come see us if you're if you're around. Even if you're not going to Comic-Con, you're in the San Diego area. Polite provisions meet up, meet and greet party, 5 p.m. over that Friday. I don't know. I lost the sentence there, but you understand. Kindoffunny.com slash SDCC for all the details. Every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call Singing to Shoe Hey. This is where one of you talented motherfuckers goes to kindoffunny.com slash PSM and leaves your music. I need a download link so I can get the MP3 and put it at the end of our MP3. I need a YouTube video that I can annotate to at the end of our YouTube video. Then you get all the promotion. Now, Colin, hmm. this one comes from a young boy you know. He he doesn't in his email to me about it. He wanted me to tell you what's up. So what's up from tone deaf tone deaf writes in and says what's good best friends. My name is tone deaf. I make all the music for kind of funny and dream of one day opening for Will Smith in the Philippines. I rap really good and make appearances at events you may have heard of like kind of funny live one and two. I just made a second album called polymer which is a four-part cinematic epic and i'd love for y'all to hear it if you're into technical emo rap and stuff like m83 and seguru ross i don't know that's who it is Mm -hmm. all right you'll love this and because i heart y'all all the best friends can download it now at tonedef.com with the code kfbf to get 50 percent off it's been an amazing it's been amazing to be part of this 
and have your support and look forward to coming out to SF soon to sit in with the kind of funny gang. Keep killing them and have a wonderful day. Enjoy tone deaf. We do enjoy tone deaf. What a nice boy. He's a very nice young man. He's going, he's going places. Uh, you can get the song at tone deaf.com. You get the whole album. The song is going to be demon. I apologize. The album polymer. You can go get tone deaf.com. Use the discount code KFBF to get the whole thing. I think, I think it's an $8 album that you get for four bucks. If you use the code, I bought it, but you can pay what you want. I paid more. No big deal tone. I'm just a cool bro. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tone Deaf with Demon. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Shake the